Welcome to Program Perceptions, which is a podcast geared towards dissecting ways we might have been programmed and talking through our perceptions. My name is Tanisha Barton, and in this episode, I am actually going to do another book review on a book that is phenomenal and well thought out, well organized, extremely highlighted, <laughs> extremely um I just, I love this book. So it is The Wealth Choice, Success Secrets of Black Millionaires. And it is by Dennis Kimbrough. Um, and I hope it's Kimbrough. I hope that is how you say his name. But um, this book, again, The Wealth Choice, Success Stories, or Success Secrets of Black Millionaires was phenomenal. Um, so here's the thing. Probably every book review episode that you listen to, I will talk about how phenomenal the book was. However, there is something about this book that when I picked it up, I immediately felt motivated and motivated in a way that I can't describe. So for those of you that know, um, or for those of you that don't know, I am obsessed with my finances. Um, I guess I should say our finances since, since I'm married. I am obsessed with finances. Okay. So I, I don't know why <laughs> I'm obsessed with finances. I don't know how or when it started, but I am a sponge. If anybody ever wants to talk to me about finances, if anybody Ha, ha, thinks that they have really good points they want to make and they want to talk to me and they want to do all these things. Like I love talking about them. And I think since I have become debt free, it, it, it has only become like a really a bigger thing. So for me, I feel like this might offend some of you, but this is how I feel. I feel like your finances are a reflection of how much you value your future. And I've always thought that. I've always felt like your finances really set the tone and they dictate the way that you'll live your life and the things that you will allow and the things that you're worth sac- and that that you're willing to sacrifice because if you are making a decision every day to stay in debt or if you're making a decision every day that you would rather go out on the weekends spend all your money on Uber Eats, keep racking up bills on credit cards and keep doing certain things. To me, you're, you're, you don't value your future because your future is dependent on your income. And I know there are a lot of people who um, work and they just get bills and then they like things that they can't afford and they like to go to swipe their credit card and they like to spend money and they like those things. I'm not knocking you. That is fantastic. But one of the things that I feel like, or I've realized as a human that I think that I value a lot is, is money and the sense of valuing it to be able to set myself up for success, right? I have said a thousand times and I will continue to say, I want for absolutely nothing. Um, I have everything that I need comfortably. I have money in my account comfortably. If I wanted to spend it, I could. I don't want for anything. I, I'm lying. I do want for one thing. I do want a new house with a gorgeous kitchen. But, you know, stay with me here. <laughs> um, but the reason 
why I feel like I don't want for anything is because when my finances are in order, I feel stable. I feel calm. I feel consistent. I feel powerful. I feel so many things that I can't explain. So for me, when I realized that I was right where I wanted to be in life, and when I realized that this is this is what the good life, air quotes that you can't see is, was about three weeks after I made my very last payment on my credit card. And the reason why I feel that way is because after three weeks, I had gotten two paychecks for my full-time job and one check for my part-time job, and I didn't know what to do with my money. I didn't know what to do with it because for so long I was paying bills and for so long I had it set in my mind and I was programmed in a way to where you get paid, you pay bills, you get paid, you pay bills. This is, this is a cycle. You get paid, you pay your light bill. You get paid, you do this. You get paid, you're barely making it. You you have a, you know, a couple hundred dollars left in your bank account. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to spend it on? Now, when I get paid, I take joy and spending money for my future. And so for me, I established this thought process of like every dollar that I spend, could I have spent that money on my future? That's a little extreme. Um, don't get it twisted. I still spend money. I still will shop on Amazon. I'll still, you know, do things, but I am very selective with where I spend my money and it matters to me. Well, when I picked up the wealth choice, successful secrets of black millionaires, I realized that I am not crazy because everything I just told you is outlined somewhere in this book. And the, the trick or there's not, there's not a trick. I think the word trick is kind of, you know, a, an overused word, but the key, I guess, or the pathway to feeling comfortable with your money and being able to lead and be where you want to be is managing your money and valuing your money and valuing what it can bring to you and valuing that aspect of life. And it, like I said, when I read this book, I had thoughts and I was like, I'm very set in my ways. Um, but reading this book just confirmed all of that. And so I think that it's important for if you look at money in regards to being your keys to getting every single thing that you want in life, um, I think your perception could change. Um, also, we all know that money doesn't buy happiness. So by no means am I sitting here saying I'm happier because the more money I have. But what money does is it provides you an avenue where you can focus on something else. And so if I'm not spending my time worried about what bill I'm going to pay or worried about how I'm going to get out of debt or worrying about how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do that, um, it alleviates stuff. So again, in this episode, The Wealth Choice, it really just talks about foundational ways that you can give yourself a setup to be successful. And so there are, I believe, seven key attributes um, that he talks about he interviewed a ton of um, black millionaires and they talked about their journey. And one of the things I loved about this book is a lot of people that are millionaires, um, it wasn't because they got their, you know, the finest degrees at the finest schools. It wasn't because, you know, they got all of these 
had all these great privileges with spoon fed, you know, journeys and stuff like that. Um, that's not the case actually. And I think that was also inspiring. And so I'm not going to break down every single section of this book because quite frankly, I would be here, um, forever <laughs> just talking and talking and talking. Um, but there, the seven, I don't know how many I just said a minute ago, but there's seven laws of wealth that this book really talks about and really focuses on um, that I think are important. But what I want to do, I, similar to some other book reviews I, I've done, I am just going to pick somewhere that I have highlighted or pick a page that I have tabbed, read what it was that I tabbed and just talk through why I think that that information is helpful. Um, it, for those of you that are readers, you know that if you can just open up a book and find one thing that you tabbed and read it, relate to it and explore on it, that really speaks to the magnitude of the quality of the book that you decided to read. So um, that's what I'm going to do. So the first one here, oop, almost dropped my book. So the first one that I found um, is on page 255 in the book. And I highlighted money goes where it's treated best. Page 255. Money goes where it is treated best. I could spend 90 minutes talking about this. But if you treat your money as you are supposed to treat your money, it is going to do for you what you need it to do for you. And you'll, you will continue to be on the course that you want to be on. And so again, money goes where it's treated best. Think about that. What are you doing with your money? What is something that you think you have to buy absolutely right now that you just have to have? Is that something that is going to help you in the long run? Is it something that's going to help you? Um, so that's one thing. Um, funny enough, I just opened up um, a page, uh, 252, where it's talking about why saving, why savings is important, why um, having a peace of mind is important, why having options is important, um, why making sure that you are able to create an emergency cushion for yourself is important. All of these things, like I said, are very fundamental in money um, that I think it's important. Also, somewhere in this book, I'm not sure, I might actually turn to the page, who knows, um, it also talks about saving 10% of your own of your earnings. I know I've talked about that in previous episodes. I will probably continue to talk about that in future episodes. But again, that matters. If you are not paying yourself, you are doing yourself a disservice. And for me, paying myself means that I am putting money to the side for whatever I want. Now, when I say whatever I want, I'm saying in moderation. Now, if one week I put you know, together $500 for myself, and then the next week I put together $500 for myself, and then I take my $1,000 that I put to the side, and now I'm going to go buy, um, I don't know what I can buy for $1,000. Now I'm going to go buy a new phone, um, and then every time I put money to the side, I'm just going to go buy something for myself. That is not saving at all. Saving is what you do for emergency situations. Saving is oh my gosh, I just got a flat tire. Let me use the money in my savings to pay that if you don't have money in your checking account. So that is my personal philosophy on saving is saving is not saving to see when you can spend that money. Saving is for your oh crap moment 
when you need something and you don't have any money in your checking account to make it happen, you should be going to your savings account, not a credit card. That is not a savings plan. Your credit card is not a savings plan. Um, just opened another page, 205. I actually highlighted a ton of this information. Um, one of the things I highlighted, it says, look for opportunities to serve others. Um, I love helping people out when I can. I love providing opportunities um, to help people if I, if I can do that. So that's important. Somewhere else it says, pursue dirty jobs. The wealthy do things that others don't like to do. Those who become financially successful never consider themselves above any task or chore. Agreed. 100%. 100%. Um, take the time to help. Seek out seek out opportunities. Figure out where you can make a difference. Figure out um, where you can do what you need to do. Um, the next page I opened is page 136. And it says affluence in life is not so much a matter of talent or opportunity as it is a, as it is of concentration, persistence and hope. OK, affluence in life is not so much a matter of talent or opportunity as it is of concentration, persistence and hope. So basically what that is saying is the opportunity isn't doesn't necessarily is isn't necessarily the only reason why you um are successful sometimes it's your grit sometimes it's your determination sometimes it's your ability to make something happen um that creates wealth and so again just a lovely statement um page 153 says um, the number of ingredient, the number one ingredient to financial success is to focus on the task at hand. I think Dave Ramsey says what you focus on is what you win at. I now find myself saying what you focus on is what you win at. That's similar to the water and grass analogy, right? The, the grass is greener where you water it. Um, if you take the time to invest on the task at hand and to get yourself in a better financial situation and to pay off your debt and to get things taken care of, you will be able to figure out a way and, and find a way through maybe, you know, some, some hard times. Um, there, so I, I just, page 57 talks about education. Um, education is not an end, but a process. The best educated are those who are always learning forever absorbing information from every possible source and at every possible opportunity. Again, that matters, right? How many of us feel like, um, well, I got that degree, so I'm not going to spend too much time, um, you know, learning or, or enhancing my knowledge in any way. I got everything I need to know. Or, you know what, I got that one job that I need and I'm, and I'm totally comfortable now and I have debt, but I don't care because I'm comfortable. Um, how many of you listening to this feel that way? Um, that is, that is not good enough. <laughs> so, um, take some time and really reflect on this. Um, oh my gosh, on page 31, there's a lot of things I highlighted, but the first one that I just caught my eye says, you must learn how to pay cash because cash hurts. True. I... It pains me when I have to spend large sums of money, okay? 
To be honest with you, it pains me when I have to swipe my debit card for anything over 50 bucks. It just does. It also pains me when I have $200 in cash and then I have to go to a store and spend that $200. It pains me. It does hurt. But it hurts in the best way possible because I need that hurt to control my spending. Because at the end of the day, that is what it's all about is controlling your spending. Um, the same, same page, page 31 says, it's not what you earn that makes you wealthy. It's what you keep. Again, it is not what you earn that makes you wealthy. It is not what you keep. If you have debt, you can't keep a lot of anything because you got to pay it out, right? So think about how to create an environment where you can save your money. Um, I, these, these episodes where I'm talking about finances and talking about money, for me, I just want to let you know, if you didn't listen to my podcast episode about my journey through finances, I have not always been the best at finances and managing my money. It hasn't always been a passion of mine. It, quite frankly, enhanced a ton when I met my husband because I had a lot of debt. He did not have a lot of debt. And so that that bothered me um, because I felt like I was weighing him down. And so that really led to me reflecting and deciding how I could change that and how I could how I could be a better partner for our relationship so that I wasn't weighing us down every step of the way. And so for me, that really catapulted me into paying more attention to my finances and being intentional with my spending and being intentional with my saving and really just seeking out information that I can learn from. Um, page 66 um, talks about, says, you are rich or poor according to what you've become, not according to what you own. I think this is, I think this is good. And I'm going to tell you why, but I'm going to read it one more time. You are rich or poor according to what you've become, not according to what you own. I think this is important because if you become a good person and if you become a person that is helping and a person that can help others and a person that is willing to learn and willing to engage in, in situations and willing to just kind of share the knowledge and share um, the thing that you, the things that you possess the most, if you're willing to share those things and allow other people to potentially have great experiences through their ability to learn those things through you, you are rich, you are wealthy, you are providing opportunities for people to better learn and better educate themselves. So I think that's awesome. Um, I forgot that was a bit more of the beginning of the book. So but again, I think that I think that at the end of the day, this book is basically pointing out, listen, yes, financial dollars make you wealthy. Yes, financial dollars maybe put you in the 1% or, or, you know, whatever the financial measure is or whatever. Um, but there are so many more things than the dollar. The dollar can only do a certain thing for you. The dollar can only multiply, can only maneuver itself, can only feel safe, can only do things the right way if you give it the space to do things in the right way. And I, I agree with that. Um, and I, I just think that it's a great setup. And quite frankly, this book is very thorough 
in regards to giving information, um, giving you thoughts, making you critically reflect on some things. Um, I just found something that I um, highlighted and I put asterisks by it and it says focus and it's on page 101 and it says time. Um, and it says the time is you, you need to be thinking about um, your future and not so much about what you've done in the past. So I think it's important to make sure that you don't focus on, um, you know, what you've done in the past. Like maybe you've, 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 you've screwed up, right? Maybe something didn't work out. Maybe you've wasted, whatever, like forget that. It's time to move on and start thinking about the future and how you can be successful in the future. Another one, page 108, millionaires plan their work and work their plan. I'm going to read that again. Millionaires plan their work and work their plan. I think I have a great example of this. I had 142,000 plus, I think I had a little bit more. I don't remember the exact number now. It's probably 153, I think, um, amounts of student loans. Now, I'm not sitting here telling you I'm a millionaire, um, but I'm giving you an example of how I've worked a plan and how I can speak to this statement. So if you are planning your work and working your plan, my plan was to get out of debt. The way that I got out of debt was Dave Ramsey's snowball method. So I wrote down all of my loans. I started paying smallest to largest and I watched that debt evaporate, right? Now I don't have that $153,000 worth of student loan debt. It's gone. Why? Because I had a plan and I worked my plan. And I think that that matters. Now, today, am I sitting here talking to you that I'm a millionaire? No. But one day, I will have an episode and we will have that conversation, right, about how I got there, what I did, how I worked, what I didn't do, what plan I worked, how I, you know, what what were some obstacles and things I faced. Um, so again, this book is just all about helpful tips to managing your finances and getting ahead of I don't want to say getting ahead of the game, um, but I will say just kind of getting ahead of those things that you might want to do with your money that are a waste. I always say if I buy something and it immediately loses value, what was the point of me buying it? <laughs> right? Like what was the point? Um, so why, why, why waste your time? Again, I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it again. I, yes, I waste money on things I shouldn't. Yes, I like um, Etsy and I like, you know, different stores. Um, yes, all of those things are true. However, I know what my focus is and I do not spend money and engage in anything before all of my bills are paid, all my plans that I have um, for paying off our house in the future and the way that I'm trying to move forward and do certain things that is taken care of. I pay myself. So all of my bills I take care of. I make sure that I pay myself. Sorry, new, new thing, 2021. I totally forgot. I now am paying my savings account first and then I pay my bills. I pay my savings account first because I don't have any debt. So my bills are like those reoccurring, you know, um, I don't know, uh, alarm system for the house or um, cable TV, like all of those type of bills. I pay 
those second after I pay myself money because I'm at a point now where I can do that and it's totally fine. And then after that, I see what's left. The other thing that has happened to me, and this might happen for you as you start to clear away and, and, and um, you know, get more into focusing on your finances, there are times now where I don't even make purchases like I used to. Why? Because I have to use cash and I have to use my debit card. And it was way easier for me to spend $257 on Amazon with my credit card. I don't want to spend $257 on Amazon with my cash. No, thank you. I would rather spend $75 every couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of becoming cheap. That's fine. Um, but my pockets are good. <laughs> and I am able to be where I want to be financially. And quite frankly, that matters to me because I am currently obsessing over our finances. That is my new um, joy. So again, I just want to tell you, this book is absolutely fabulous. As I'm setting through now, I'm just laughing at some of the things um, I, I've highlighted and how just going back through and recording this episode makes me smile because I remember, um, I remember how it made me feel when I was reading this book. So one of the things I just want to end with on page 250 and 251 there, I think this is, yep, this is the seventh law of wealth. And I think it's important um, because it's make your money grow. And so I just kind of wanted to end with this. So on page 250, it says what we do with our money once we, owe, once we earn it um, is important, right? So the whole sentence reads, the problem doesn't lie with how much we earn. Our problem rests squarely with the issue of what we do with our money once we earn it. Because if you're earning a million dollars and you are spending $975,000, are you really earning a lot of money if you're spending it as soon as you get it? So again, something to think about. And I'll read this again. The problem doesn't lie with how much we earn. Our problem rests squarely with the issue of what we do with our money once we earn it. That's on page 250. And then the last thing um, I want to I wanna read and then I'll, I'll conclude is when you owe another, your freedom is impaired. This is why I hate debt. This is why I say that your how you spend your money and what you do with your money really dictates really dictates your future. Because if you are owing somebody, I don't care what you owe them. I don't care if it's from a credit card. I don't care if it's student loans. I don't care if it's from that one house equity loan you took out, but you don't think you're ever going to have to pay it back. I don't care what your situation is. When you owe another, your freedom is impaired. Right now, I, we still owe in our home. So right now, we don't have the freedom that we want to go do a lot of the things that we want to do because right now we are being impaired by our house until we achieve our goal. And so it is impairing. It is, it is impacting us currently. So I'm going to read that again. When you owe another, your freedom is impaired. And so quite frankly, I feel like this book, that is one of the one of the main important aspects of it. And I'm stuttering because I'm like, there's so many different things and I hate to just put it all on one sentence. Um, but the two things I just read, the end of the sentence, what we do with our money once we earn it 
And when you owe another, your freedom is impaired. Again, that's on page 250 and 251. It matters. And I think we need to start thinking about what we do with our money before we spend it. I think we need to start realizing that money is our is the key to get away, uh, get rid of a lot of stressors, a lot of pressure, a lot of things that we don't even realize are hindering us with money. Um, if you think that you are fine carrying debt, and if you think all all's good, I have this great plan. I'm carrying this because my credit score, this that. If you think you have a really good plan, close your eyes for just a second and think about how great your life could be if you woke up tomorrow and the only bill you had is your cell phone, your light bill, your cable bill, and your mortgage or your rent. That's it. Just think about how much more money you would have in your pocket if all you had was your cable bill, your rent, your electricity, cell phone, things like that. Just do the math. Think about how much money you would save. Think about how much freer you would feel. Um, again, the book is The Wealth Choice, Success Secrets of, of Black Millionaires. It is phenomenal. I recommend you read it. It is a long read. There is a ton, ton, ton of great information in here. And I'm so glad that I took the time to read this. And I'm so glad to be able to share some of the things that I've learned. And yeah, so thank you for listening. Um, as always, if you want to follow along with me personally, my personal Instagram is Dr. Tanisha Barton. Um, my podcast Instagram is Program Perceptions. I also have a website called Program Perceptions where I also write blogs and you can also find all of my episodes on there if you'd like. But as always, thank you so much for listening. Um, remember your perceptions aren't always reality. Sometimes they're the lens in which you have been programmed. I'll speak to you soon.